Hey, what's up, guys? Boy, do I have a show for you on this one. My next guest was a CIA contractor involved in intelligence clandestine operations. That's where all the secret stuff goes on. Well, you know what? He's going to give a story on how the secret stuff in psychedelics helped him today. Stay tuned. Let me first start out by saying thank you to Podcast Powertrain for helping produce my show. These are the guys you need behind you if you're looking to start your podcast. Also, I'd like to thank Powered by Riverside FM. That's right. Our show is powered by Riverside FM, one of the best platforms to actually have a podcast on. So I'm going to have some links at the end of the show or in the show notes. Check them out. These are the two people that you need to get up, get with to make your podcast top 100. Good news grow 2.0. We're here to let you know the importance of plant-based medicine and psychedelics on mental and physical health. We're bringing you stories of how these medicines have changed lives and can save lives. We want to teach you the healing power of plant-based medicine. This is the Good News Grow 2.0. Hey, what's up, everybody? Gary Roberts, Good News Grow 2.0 here, back with you. I am excited today about today's show because I have somebody, probably one of my second biggest guests after, of course, you know, Mr. Tommy Chong, but uh, I've been trying after I see saw uh, Sean's video on the 21st about his experience with psychedelics. I says me and him have to talk. We have to do a little conversation because first responders and, and veterans actually need access to this stuff. But before I get into that, uh, for those of you who don't know, Sean is a U.S. Navy SEAL, CIA contractor, also the founder and CEO of Vigilant, Vigilance Elite. And Sean, I'd like to thank you for coming on my show. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Hey, before we start, let's give a little bit about who Sean is and a little bit about your background, if you don't mind. All right. Uh, <laughs> where, where do you want me to start? <laughs> Just tell us a little bit. How, how do you got started in, in the uh, I know you started in the uh, in the in the, uh, the armed services when you're 18. Uh, what got you involved in that? First of all. Leaving high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, I wasn't. I would definitely wasn't college material. At least I wasn't going to pass anyways. <laughs> but, uh, and, uh, I didn't have a whole lot of direction, but something that always kind of sparked my interest was the military. And, um, so I wanted to become first, I wanted to be a Marine back then it was force recon. You know, they wouldn't take me. Then I went to the army, wanted to be a green beret or a ranger. They wouldn't take me. <clears throat> and, um, the SEAL recruiter stuck, the uh, Navy recruiter stuck his head out the door and said, hey, you want to be a SEAL? And I didn't even know what that was. And um, I was like, well, what's that? So he gave me a pamphlet. I went home, checked into it, and uh, realized it was probably the best fit for what I wanted to do anyways. Went back, told him I wanted to sign up. He kind of laughed at me, and the rest is history. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I went in at 18. Got to Buds, did all that, showed up to SEAL Team 8 as a 20-year-old and couldn't even drink yet, did a deployment, and then wound up doing six years in the teams and then left, actually went to a fire academy, didn't work out that great. Uh, for me, there was no job openings, um, so I had, I had to leave the academy and uh, wound up trying out for CIA uh, for a contract there. And wound up making it, spent roughly right, uh, just shy of nine years uh, working with them with a quick break. 
And uh, in the middle of that, I did some anti-piracy stuff up the up the uh, coast of Africa. Well, well, and then I started all, this. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you for your service. And a lot of people ask me all the time, they're like, "Why do you like interviewing or, or trying to get involved with interviewing uh, veterans or military personnel?" And I says, "Well, first responders and military are kind of like a parallel parallel universe." They both, they both yeah. go into something that they kind of know what they want to do, but unsure what they're going to get until, you know, basically, excuse the expression, shit hits the fan and, and yeah. then they're stuck in the middle of it. But it's also a family like, you know, you know, you guys and, and your SEAL teams, I'm pretty sure you're all very close. Uh, you're all help each other. You're continuously working with each other. You're continuously training each other. And same thing with the fire department. The fire department's for 20 years. You're with your brothers and sisters and you, you know, their families, their kids, their birthdays, their wives, their anniversaries. So that parallel universe kind of draws me to like, you know, we need to, we need to work together to get certain access to different types of stuff because we see pretty much the same bad things consistently. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I get, I always get a lot of firefighters and police, uh, policemen, men and women emailing in, you know, about, uh, some of the stuff we talked about on the podcast, how they can relate to it. And they, a lot of them start off with, man, I haven't seen, you know, half the stuff you've seen. And I always correct them. And I'm like, no, let's, that's bullshit. One, that's all relative. And two, we go out for six months, you know, three to six months at a time. And then we come home and we don't see anything. You guys go out, you know, sometimes every night. <clears throat> You're seeing things that happen in your own community that you have to drive by every every day and revisit all that stuff. And and so I I would like to correct that narrative right here and say that you guys, you know, see probably more, you know, than 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 we do on a more consistent basis. And so, um, yeah, I think that's important, you know? Yeah. And, and that's why I feel that, you know, mental health in, in basically the armed services as well as first responders is huge. But before I get on on subject, that subject, I've got to ask something way off base. What's up with the gummies? Um, I, <laughs> I, I love gummies. And when I started looking back and looking at everything you're going through, you know, I kept seeing these gummies pop up. I'm like, they're just, like there's something special about them. Is there, is there, no, they're just supposed to be some of the best tasting gummies. I've, I've got to order some because me and my wife love gummies and I was amazed that they're, they're sitting right there in the middle of the page. How'd you yeah, come up they're with pretty that? good. Well, when I was, uh, when I was start, when my business started as a tactical training company uh, about six years ago now. And so when I was starting that, I was, you know, it was kind of, it was pretty competitive. There's a lot of guys getting out of the soft community. And that's where everybody goes is tactical training when they're starting business. And so I looked at what everybody was doing and I'm sure you can relate, but a lot of the guys in this outfit are, I mean, they're just, they're, they're hard dudes, you know, they're, 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 they're scary. They're intimidating. All they post is protein shakes and chicken breasts and working (laughs) out. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to make myself approachable. I like candy. So while everybody else is posting all this shit, I'm going to post candy and, uh, and it worked. And so later on, I was actually going to do CBD gummies, uh, for sleep. Cause I've always struggled with getting a good night's sleep. And 
that got kicked around, you know, the, uh, the few people that work with me here. And one of them was like, don't do that. You're going to get sued for marketing to kids. And I was like, this is, <laughs> I can't even believe we're having this conversation. So I said, you know what the hell with it? Let's just do regular gummy bears. I was like, that's, it fits with my brand anyways. Cause I love candy and I love gummy bears. So we just did it. And, uh, it, it took off. It, it drawed my attention. I'm just like, I thought immediately, like you said, I said, they gotta be like CBD gummies or something. I'm like, there's gotta be something. And, and I'm looking at the ingredients like, nope, they're just gummies. It's like, yeah. all right, I'm gonna have to order myself some and try them because me and my wife love, love the gummies, the Swedish fish kind of things, but also just the gummies are just, they're so addictive, to be honest. Yeah. They're good, but, but that's the backstory. <laughs> that's amazing. But back to the mental health issue. Um, so you did a podcast. You you told about your experience when you when you did psychedelics back on your podcast, which we're going to put a link in it because it's it was a massive eye opener for me. I mean, it just so a little bit of background about me. I don't know if you, if you read up on me. Uh, I got involved in plant based medicine because my daughter got addicted to opiates after a car accident, and she passed away exactly on the day she was born. So she left, she came in on the, on her, on the, the January and then the exact day she came in, she, she was taken away from us. So I went down this, this path of, of okay, we got to do something different with addiction. Let's find something, a way we can fix this because the rehab facilities are just creating chaos. They're creating communities inside the addiction facilities instead of actually helping people to get out of the addiction facilities. And it led me down this path. I started a CBD company. Uh, I started giving some CBD to my fellow firefighters and Several firefighters started coming to me and telling me, dude, I don't know what you gave me, but uh, I've been having like weird thoughts. Uh, I've been hating my family. I mean, I've been, you know, just terrible thinking about suicide and stuff. And all of a sudden he says, those voices started to go away when I started taking your, 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 your CBD products. And I'm thinking, you know, these are our type A personalities. We're not going to call the number on the line if we think something. We're, you know, we're going to keep it down because that's what we do because exactly like the military, we need to be tough in front of everybody and that's what we're going to do. But this stuff is opening people to come and tell us that they're having issues. And I'm like, well, something's involved in that. Led me down to the path of psychedelics. I decided, you know what, we need a special place for it. Uh, I'm opening a place up in Costa Rica where it's actually do treatment of psychedelics and cannabis as well as treat physician, teach physicians how to use the products as well as do clinical research. So that's where I saw your podcast and I went, all right, I need to talk to this guy because, you know, he went through the whole thing. My biggest question is what made you think about going through that? Or how did you get down on a path to where, you know, I need to try this stuff? Well, you know, uh, when I left the, when I left the agency in 2015, I just was not in a good space at all. And I had no family around and, Really, I didn't have any friends around because they were all still deploying. I didn't know anybody uh, where I lived at the time. <clears throat> and drinking got out of control. Drugs got out of control, the bad kind, uh, prescription and non-prescription. And uh, I, I just, I knew I was not going to be around for much longer, you know, if I kept up like that. So I started going to a therapist. And uh, I went to her for about three and a half years, twice a week. <clears throat> and then I moved from uh, South Florida to Tennessee. Things didn't get too bad again. I missed the therapy. Business started kicking up uh, more as I kind of did a, a new direction. 
they got stressful again. Then when I'm interviewing, uh, a lot of my interviews are former colleagues of mine and it brings up a lot of stuff from the past, you know. And while I was interviewing these guys, you know, I'd always struggled with sleep. I've always struggled with, you know, I was on prescription meds. I weaned off a lot of them, but I was still taking sleep meds, uh, still taking anti-anxiety meds, still taking Adderall uh, to try to keep my my mind focused, whatever, right? Same story. And um, <clears throat> that we all have. <laughs> well, in my interviews, I started hearing about guys that were doing the psychedelic stuff. I had never heard about it. And first one, I kind of blew off like, all right, whatever. And then the next guy, you know, talked about it was Eddie Gallagher. And um, I was like, all right, maybe there's something to this. Eddie's a, a seal as well. So I asked him to connect me with who, uh, with the people that started the organization uh, that sent it down there. So then I interviewed them then I interviewed the guy that showed them uh, who it was. And I just started going down this rabbit hole as we're sharing combat stories and war stories and shit. Every guy, you know, that I would bring on had something to do with it. had been uh, to the psychedelic treatment, whether it's out in the jungle in Peru or in a facility or, 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 or wherever. And um, so finally I just, I decided, you know what, I'm going to try this. And, uh, my life was starting to spiral out of control again. I just had a kid, um, my, uh, my only son, <clears throat> and I wasn't present in the moment. And, and um, I started getting a lot of anxiety again. So I made a call and I, I was like, you know, I've interviewed five or six guys that have been through this uh, one way or another. And I, I, I really want to try it. I researched a lot of the science behind it as well on, on how it works and why it works. And, and I went down a skeptic, you know, totally skeptical to it and came out a completely different person um, or who I'm supposed to be, I guess I should say. Right. That's but, a, same, the same thing with me, interviewing a bunch of people, got that out of rabbit hole, started listening a little bit more, started doing a little more investigation. And I started saying, OK, this, there's there's something here that needs to be, you know, brought out to the forefront of it and needs to destigmatize what it's about. Because, you know, this stuff can help. But it's not just about the, the treatment. Uh, am I correct? You did the treatment, but there's still work afterwards. Give us a little bit of a little bit of experience. I don't want you to go through the whole thing because I'm going to post your experience uh, on on with this with podcast. But give us a little bit about what you went in and how you felt when you came out, kind of. Well, when I went in, um, I'll say this. It is a lot of work outside of it. The, exper- the actual experience is you're kind of just there for the ride. You know, it's, it's before and after the preparation that you do. So I talked to... Uh, a coach or a therapist before I went down there to kind of understand what kind of mindset I needed. And, uh, they're really big on having an intention. You don't just go down there to see a bunch of pink elephants, you know, you go down there with a purpose. Right. And, um, so they were really, uh, good sessions of talk. Why do you want to do this? What do you want to get out of it? Them helping you know what, what you want to get out of it and, and bring in new ideas that maybe you hadn't thought about. And then you get down there and it was a sweat lodge. It was still all, you know, talking about your intentions. What do you want to get out of this? Why are you doing it? And, and, and you talk about it, you write it down, you journal, 
then you go through the experience when you leave there's there's another they call it a reintegration period where you talk with therapists again and you kind of dissect your entire uh experience uh that you had i did ibogaine and 5-meo dmt and um you kind of dissect those experiences think about what they meant to you and um and and they help you kind of understand what you saw, what it meant, where you go from now. And, and I think that some people that have, uh, I think everybody gets something out of it, but the ones that really last, you know, the, the, the experience, they call it a honeymoon phase, you know, afterwards. And I think the, the, for the people that where the experience really lasts and they're not just going back for the plant, you know, every three months, they really take that honeymoon phase and they make changes in their life. Uh, they, they create new habits. Like one of my new habits is meditation. Um, I quit drinking. I totally, I didn't even go down there to quit drinking. It wasn't even on my radar. Just stop. I just didn't have any cravings for it anymore. Now it's been six months, you know, and I stuck with it. And even coffee, caffeine, haven't had any caffeine, just some teas, you know, but haven't had it. Anyways, I stuck with all this stuff, you know, and, and I made it a, a habit in my life that I want to, to, to stay with. And, um, I think that's, I think that's the hardest part is creating those new habits when you're done and, and not, and realizing, Hey, I feel amazing right now. I, to be honest, I'd never felt that good in my life. I don't think, at least that I can remember. And, but I knew it was going to end. And so I spent that time, you know, I put work off, I cleared my schedule and I created the new habits that I want to stick. And when I do do it again, which I will do it again, then I'll have new habits, you know, that I want to add, you know, and, 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 and things that I want to get rid of too. Yeah. See, that's the one big thing and creating the facility I have. I don't believe first responders or veterans in the military or even people who are currently still serving have to wait till they build all this up to have to go to someplace like this. For example, uh, I always use the example of us firefighters. We, we get full body scans every year. We get, you know, ultrasounds, we get poked, prodded, you know, pinched fingers everywhere, just looking for some sort of cancerous lump or something, just so that we can have a healthier lifestyle later when we leave. But yet we do nothing from the head up. Yeah. And I, I, I'm the mentality that first responders and people in the military should basically maybe once a year have access to this so that the thoughts and stuff that we see on a daily basis don't build up. Don't build to a total where we go down the path of, like you said, drinking or other drugs or everything else. We have this access to where we can actually do this in uh, preventative. Like you said, you created new new pathways. You created new ways that you're going to do things. You created a, basically almost a new life from the stuff that you learned. If we can prevent us from building all this up, I think it's a, it'll be a huge advantage in mental health later on for people like like yourself in military as well and first responders. Well, what, what are your thoughts on that? I think so too. I think, I think this is really starting to take off, you know, um, we just, I just saw Aaron Rodgers came out, uh, and, and, and talked about his ayahuasca experience with, uh, Aubrey, Aubrey Marcus. Yeah. And I think more and more influential, 
humans are coming out saying, Hey, you know, I've been doing this and it's working. It's really working. And, uh, you don't hear anybody saying anything bad about it, you know, and, uh, and, uh, it's, it's changed my life. I'm a huge advocate for it. I'll always will be from here on out. And I think it's, I think it's going to take guys like me and you out there, you know, going against the grain saying, Hey, you know, I've, I don't know what all you've tried, but for me, it was, I've tried the pills. I've tried the therapy. I've tried all kinds of stuff, you know, talking to friends, you know, group therapies, all that shit. And I think a lot of it had benefit to me, but nothing was this profound. And so I I think to get this more mainstream and more accepted, it's just going to keep taking guys like us, you know, in every space, I think this is going to start taking off in the NFL, you know, with all the brain injuries that they have and probably in UFC and boxing. And I mean, Mike Tyson, he's come out, yeah. he does it all the time, you know, and this, this shit's helping people. It's helping yeah. a lot of people. And, um, yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, I know a ton of, of people who listen to my show have gone down there when I revealed the website where I went and, um, and because the guy hit me up and told me, Hey, this is like, we're getting a huge influx. And, and I think people, I heard you mention just a second ago about, you know, people, they, a lot of guys, you know, to come from a background like we have with a lot of traumatic stuff, they wait until it's out of control. You know, I did. I don't know if you did, but, um, you know, you don't have to wait till it's out. You can get ahead of this shit. And and that goes for anybody, you know, all this, all the trauma and stuff, it's all relative, you know, it doesn't matter what I saw or what you saw or, or what you didn't see. It's if you're having problems and you think this is going to help and go do it, you know, don't, don't wait, don't wait until all this shit snowballs into a massive storm, just get ahead of it. And I think that's, what's really going to start saving people is getting ahead of this. And that's one big thing that I want everybody to understand. It's just not for like first responders or, or, or people in the military that went through this. There's, there's people who've had traumas. You know, I had a friend who went down and did a MDMA session and he had traumas when he was young that he didn't even realize. But when he was able to actually sort of self-diagnose it through this, he became a better person. And then his businesses started growing better. And then he started feeling better because he was doing more self-work. And I think that's the biggest thing is a lot of these medications, these compounds no longer make us always external and worry about other people. We start working on ourselves and being more uh, within ourselves. And the better us we can be, the better everybody else around us is. And I I think that's what the medication does. I'm a hundred percent with you on that. I am perfectly said. Give us a, so it changed your life. Uh, what else has it actually done basically around your, your, I guess your group of family and everything else. Cause that's one of the biggest things. One of the biggest things for first responders is basically we, we, put all our feelings in a bucket. We don't take them out. We go home. Uh, divorce rate, I'm pretty sure it's pretty high in the military too, but I know divorce rate in, in first responders is huge because empathy wise and feeling wise don't go down. How did you connect with the people afterwards when you went, when you did it? Cause I, I'm trying to pretend, I'm trying not to pretend, but I'm trying to actually create a, a group therapy where the spouses or support group can actually go with the patient 
or the person that's going to do this. So they understand at the same time what you're going through while you're doing it. Therefore, that when you leave the facility, you go back home, you have the support group because support is huge, especially for people who don't, you know, technically believe in it. They're like, I don't know why you went down there and you come back a completely different man. And they're like, well, what happened to the guy I married kind of thing? How did, how did you yeah. get everybody back on board when you, you know you're going to be a little bit different? How did, did that just come naturally? Are you, when I got back? Yeah, when you got back after your session, because, you know, you, you started changing things. You started feeling good. You started... Did people know you were going down there? Did you tell them that you were going down or and just came back, you know, or did you tell them after you did it? Well, I got a, I got a real small circle. <laughs> so I don't, I, but um, yeah, I don't get out much. But um, my wife, you know, had talked. My wife's very involved with the business and, uh, and the business is my podcast. And so while I'm up there interviewing my former colleagues and, and, and operator types, my wife's down talking to the wife, you know, cause a lot of these guys travel with their significant other. And so she was very aware, uh, you know, of what the process looks like when I get back home. With that being said, she was nervous, you know, real, really nervous about me coming back. Am I still going to be in love? All this other, you know, right, right, right. Type stuff. But man, I just, when I got home, it just, everything, it's like, but your whole, my whole life just like fell into place. It, it wasn't, there wasn't really much. I mean, there was a reintegration period for my wife too. Cause I am a, I'm a negative Nancy. I'm a, I am, I used to be pissed off all the time, you know, politics, traffic, what you name it. If I'm going to, if, if, if there's even a, a, a slight, if, if I'm going to, I'm going to let everything piss me off, you know, and I'm going to tell everybody how pissed I am. And I didn't have that when I got home, all my anger was gone. Um, it's, it's, you know, some of it has come back. My anxiety has been gone. Uh, and what I noted in my judge being judgmental, I, I never realized how judgmental I was until after that experience. And, you know, I'm a negative Nancy. My wife is the complete opposite. She's like got a really bubbly personality. Great at talking to people. Um, you know, and I, what I noticed when I got back is how much my negativity rubbed off on her because I noticed for the first time I noticed she was judgmental and she got angrier quick. And, and, and I knew immediately when I was watching it, I was like, this shit is all because of me. That's why she, my wife acts like that. It's because I was a fucking bad influence. And, um, and it only took about a week for her to kind of bounce back into her normal self. And, um, and, and, and my son noticed, you know, my son, I think was, he's 11 months old now. So he was about five or six months old when I got back and, he even acted different because I was more in the moment. I was more relaxed. He could feel the new energy coming out of me and it, and he would fall asleep on my shoulder. It's not like he was, you know, avoiding me or crying all the time, but it, I just noticed like he had never done that. He had never just nuzzled his head in and fallen asleep like that. Just totally relaxed. And, um, and I started noticing that people were just a lot calmer around me. And, and 
Does that, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly. Did you what experience talking about. that? Yeah. yeah. So and um, yeah, and um, and 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 a lot of the stuff that bothered me, it didn't bother me at all at first. Now, yeah, stuff starts bothering me again. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't last forever for me. Um, but I will say, I'm a lot quicker to let things go. So if somebody cuts me off, if somebody screws me over, I see something on the news that I don't like, which is every, all the news, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm quicker to let it go. You know, I'm not going to let it affect my entire day. I'm not going to let it affect my family life. You know, I, yes, I still get enraged a little bit, but I'm, I'm real quick to go. All right, that's over. Let's move on. Let's get on with the day and get on with the positive stuff. And, and man, I just, it's really changed a lot of things, you know, but th- those are the most profound things that it's changed. That's amazing. That's, that's an amazing story. Listen, if, if my, if my listeners and viewers wanted to actually follow you or do your, to listen to your podcast, where, where can they find it? Just Google Sean Ryan show and it'll all pop up. Perfect. What I'll do is I'll have the show notes in there. I'm actually going to have this, like I said, have the show of your whole psychedelic experience. Cause that, that was a, that was an incredible eye opener show. That was, that was, that was amazing. I just can't talk yeah. for two hours. It was just great. It was like, I'm just sitting there going in awe for the whole two hours. So, but <laughs> thank you. Plus, if, any, if everybody wants gummies, I'm definitely putting that on. I'm definitely going to put an order in for some, some gummies. So I mean, I'm, I've got to try it right on. <laughs> cool. Sean, I, I appreciate you coming on the show, taking time out of your day. And you know, if you ever need anything or if, you know, I'm here. So. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. You have a great day, Sean. You too. Thanks a lot. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the show. And like I said at the beginning of the show, I'll have some links for you. So if you're interested in starting your podcast yourself, one of the best places to go is Podcast Powertrain. Right now they're doing an an amazing offer for all their course material. If you want to actually help get your uh, show ranked, all you got to do is go to gooddudesgrow.com forward slash powertrain and you'll get all the information there. Also, if you're looking for a platform, not sure which platform to use to record your show on, Riverside FM is the one we use. You can also go to gooddudesgrow.com forward slash Riverside, check them out and you will not be disappointed. Again, thank you for listening to the show and we will see you. Well, we'll see you, but... Good Dudes Grow 2.0 Thank you for tuning in If you're still listening to this That means you gained something out of this episode So make sure you share it with a friend Leave a review and subscribe So you never miss an episode of The Good Dudes Grow 2.0